Thomas. Hi, Elliot. Hi, Tom. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, listeners. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Do You Queer What I Quit Ear. And that's Tom. And that's Elliot. And our acronym is Dickwick. Dickwick. So this is very, very exciting. It is. Um, exciting in two senses of the world. In the word because the world is maybe burning again. Yeah, absolutely. So like I feel like Dracaris ex- everywhere. Yeah, I feel yeah. like excited by like anger. Mm. Um but also I'm so excited about this episode. Yes. And it packs a punch and it's unbelievable. Yeah. But we just have a few things to say before. Absolutely. Um so we do have merch coming out soon, yeah. which I'm very happy to announce. Me too. Thank you so, so, so much to Vic, our amazing graphic designer for putting this all together. Yeah. Just amazing. You can find her tags when we post the merch on Instagram. Just follow it to her page. Right. And you can check out our hopefully uh, live website. Yes. Uh, if it is Jesse live. could please finally do his job. And get the Shopify thing up and running on our website. Yes. Um, but I'm tired of his shenanigans. So, okay. So here's the thing. So you can check out our website. You can follow the links to listen to all the platforms. Um, all that's great. Shopify is uh, tricky in terms of like words that Jesse was saying that none of us listened to. Um, right. So let's just trust that it's hard <laughs> to figure out. Um, we apologize if it's not up. But keep going back and checking. We will keep yeah. updating you all. Also, give us a, give us an email or a or a DM if if you want more yeah. information. Yeah. Worst case scenario, we just write down who you are and we'll send it out when we can. But um, we'll we'll make Jesse walk it over to. Or we will just we finally hire a real producer who is not <laughs> Jesse, who is not also the patriarchy. Those are all options. That house plant would be a better producer. It's very very possible that that will be what sends you your shirt. So don't be surprised if there is foliage in it at a point. <laughs> Um, but I'm wearing the merch right now, and I'm so you happy You look about like it. such a huge faggot. If you want to be just, like, the queerest shit ever, then buy our merch. Yeah. Um, in the wise words of our web developer, capitalism is a disease. Um, but still, like, you can help support this queer show. <laughs> right. By Dismantle the system from within. Through, the, through with, yeah. So it's, yes. like, subversion by, like, purchasing. So uh-huh. I sound like a capitalist. Subversion by purchasing. I sound like a capitalist, like, plant on this show, but... Um, sound like. Yeah. Listen, capitalist houseplant. Listen, you're you're helping like uh, like small queer business. Yeah, you're helping our like, little like pathetic little faggots try to <laughs> run our business. <laughs> Is that the angle we're going with? I know I'm okay with that. We're gutter slop troughs. Just toss some change down a gutter. We'll thank you later. Okay. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe this podcast. It if means you a don't lot. hate us, it helps a lot. Yeah. Just, just take two seconds. Just write a little review. Yeah. Leave a five star review. Write just like, wow, Elliot, shut the fuck up. And I'll be like, wow, someone like cares. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. You know, Elliot, and shut the fuck up. Thank you, Thomas. I just want to keep talking about fun things. No, we can't. There's no time for fun things. Stay tuned for fun things. Yeah, stay tuned for this amazing episode with Rashida. For Rashida, like, breaking down the different types of vaginas. It's very funny. (laughs) There's so much more, and that is perfect. And also, Rashida gives um, a bunch of amazing plugs to uh, activists and artists and... Uh, you can just go ahead and find those in our episode description and yep. on our social media. Yep. Um, highly, highly worth a checkout. But before that, oh, so uh, I can go first if you'd like. Yeah, Tom and I yeah, both yeah. have some news for everybody. Uh, this is a shock to no one because the entire world is erupting with with talk around uh, the abortion bans that are happening. Um, and I just want to make an amendment. I think last week I may have misspoken because. Um, 
Corrections Corner, we haven't had that in a we while. We haven't had one. So Corrections Corner, the heartbeat law is actually in Georgia, Ohio, Mississippi, Kentucky, Iowa, and North Dakota. Whoa, that's way more than I thought. It's way more than I said last week. Uh, so yeah, heartbeat ban has been a thing, and, that, and those are all since 2017, since Trump's inauguration. Mm. So I think a few of those are older, and that's why it's not in the news right now. But shocker to no one, we're, we're going to talk about Alabama just for a second. Mm. Um, this is a quick rundown because, again, like everyone's talking about it. But here's just some bullet point facts. So the abortion ban law was passed on Tuesday, May 14th and signed into law on Wednesday, the 15th. Uh, Alabama Governor Kay Ivey was the one who signed it into law. Womp. So uh, Americans, if you want to do what you can do with a governor, Kay Ivey is the one to do it to. Whoa, is um, that a threat? No, 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 no. That's just like maybe right or like whatever. Like, you, listen, listeners, you know. Um, Eric Johnston is the president of the Alabama Pro-Life Coalition. So he was the one who helped craft this, and he specifically said that this was crafted with the intention of it making its way to Supreme Court and overruling Roe v. Wade, um, which was, the, of course, the 1973 landslide ruling that became the, um, what's the word, the precedent case for mm-hmm. all subsequent abortion cases yeah. and, and allowed abortion rights in the United States, of course. Um, so this law, there's a lot of misconceptions about it, but it will go into effect in six months, not immediately. Um, abortion clinics and Alabama doctors are like, urgently reminding people that they're still open um, oh dear right yeah and that as long as they're open you you go and you get it and it's safe and it's yeah. it's the right choice to do if you would like to choose it yeah um it looks like there's some subversives online too being like we will still do it after like fuck this law so that's great um i did hear some misconceptions that the law would affect people themselves who got abortions but from what i can find it's actually um mostly going to affect Sorry, not it'll affect everyone, but it'll, the doctors themselves who are performing the abortion are the ones who are going to get legal um, backlash from this. So if a doctor does perform an abortion in six months, they face 10 to 99 years. In That's so absolutely fucked up. Horrifying. Because isn't that a worse sentence than like... than what you would get for rape, obviously? Yeah, like 99 yeah. years. Like, that's just so absurd. Um, yeah, okay. So I just have a few things I want to like talk about okay. around this issue. Have you heard of the Tommy Lauren tweet? No, you I, you twinkled it at me earlier, but I I didn't listen to it. I don't want to give this dumpster gremlin any more airtime. She's this a is, human bagpipe. This is clearly to be sensationalized, and I'm giving her everything she wants by talking about okay. it. But she tweeted on May 16th, quote, I will be attacked by fellow conservatives for saying this, but so be it. This Alabama abortion ban is too restrictive. It doesn't save life. It simply forces women into more dangerous methods, other states or countries. You don't encourage life via blanket government mandate. Exclamation. Whoa. So if the actual Whoa. female the gremlin from Gremlins is talking about that, then, I mean, listen, like that <laughs> should be... Just a marker Ooh, to everyone. That we are in deep waters. Yes, Queen. Uh, ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, tweeted. So they retweeted uh, the breaking news. Governor Ivey signs the strictest abortion bill in the nation into law. And they retweeted it saying, you can't say we didn't warn you at Governor K. Ivey. See you in court. So the ACLU is going to sue over this, which that's great. Let's great. all try and support that as much yeah, as we can. Yeah, yeah, Um. Last, last thing I just want to say, and I do this hesitantly because I, this is, of course, a feminist issue, and this is, of course, an issue that affects women, um, but this is also an issue that affects everybody because not only women have abortions and not only women uh, get pregnant, and uh, Tom actually gave me tickets to this amazing um, 
hot docs film called seahorse which was directed by a woman named Jeannie finley and it's about freddie who's a gay trans man and his journey to become a father um and freddie himself is the one who carries his own child um and and it just was very eye-opening because it's about um all the different ways societally um through the medical institution that he faced uh even through the literature that he faced kind of Mm -hmm. um aversion because because he's a man and he's pregnant and all the literature is about women. And I'm seeing the same thing about abortion ban. Um, And again, like, of course, like, of course I don't, I'm not going to attack anyone for saying that it affects women because it does, but just like, just maybe this can serve as a reminder to people that it's not only women that get pregnant. Yeah. Um, So this is at the end of the day, a human rights issue. Um, so thanks for coming to my Ted talk. Absolutely. (laughs) That's what I have to say. None of us have rights until we all do. Exactly. And also men get pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) They just do. So yeah. Cool. Thank you for saying that. Of course. Um, I do have some better news Yay! for you. Yay! Better news. <laughs> so, uh, if you didn't know this already, um, Taiwan has legalized same-sex marriage, eee! which is really exciting. Um, so, what happened was, if you remember, I think we talked about this way back in like one of our very one. first episodes. Um, there, the ruling was uh, in 2017 on May 24th by ta- Taiwan's Supreme Court, and it declared this the country's civil code's definition of marriage uh was unconstitutional because it failed to protect basic human rights. Wow. Uh, this is all from Queer Tea, by the way. So the court gave Taiwanese legislators two years to legalize it. Mm. And the prime minister, Tsai Ing-wen, uh, who ran on a platform of supporting equality, um, was too timid to take action. Interesting. And so the inac- the inaction of, of not putting this through allowed anti-gay religious petitioners surprise surprise to turn the issue into a non-binding uh november 24th ballot measure and uh, on that and whether public schools should teach kids about lgbtq topics and so here's where this gets even richer uh three u.s anti-lgbtq groups in particular the national organization for marriage nom and Mass Resistance and International House of Prayer helped local conservative groups organize and raise $33 million in preparation for this vote. $33 million to suppress equality. I, that, two, two quick things. Um, yeah. Thanks for this nauseating news. Uh, <laughs> it, it just goes to show at this point, we've said it time and again, and we'll keep fucking saying it. But if you are not standing for something right now, and if you are not saying something right now, then you are allowing this to happen. Yeah. So inaction is action against what you believe in. Absolutely. Even if you believe it, do something. Absolutely. Second of all, don't name a prayer group IHOP. Imagine going to IHOP <laughs> and it's just people praying. How fucking disappointing that would already be. I'm very... It's disrespectful to it pancakes. Is truly disrespectful. <laughs> and international houses. Um, so, actually, the country ended up voting against same-sex marriage by margins of around 70%, giving legislators 90 days to decide whether or not to act on the vote. Whoa. And the legislature took no action. And shortly after that, uh, Taiwan's judicial one Secretary General Liu Lang declared the vote a giant waste of time and energy. Because and money. Of the, because... Of the rulings of the country's highest court can be touched, right? Interesting. Um, so, and then the court gave legislators until May twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, to legalize, or else courts would be ordered to begin recognizing same sex marriages automatically. Ultimately, legislators passed a compromise bill 
that legalized same-sex unions, but also limited adoption rights. Okay. So now uh, the... Uh, uh, we imagine that we'll see lawsuits for increased adoption rights coming right. up. Of course. Yeah. yeah, it's like you the foot's in the door now. The door's at least open. So it's like, okay, the, man, what a trod, but yep. they got there. Yep. And it's actually Asia's first country that's very exciting to legalize this which is a a huge deal for that continent right it's shocking it's almost 2020 um other just one last thing in recognition of the newly legalized uh, same-sex unions taiwan's prime minister tweeted on may 17th in hashtag taiwan hashtag love one we took a big step towards true equality and made taiwan a better country and That's you know, fantastic. I've talked about it before. I fucking love Taiwan. It's one of my favorite places I've ever been. So you were also I'm like killing it with this. those pronunciations. <laughs> Maybe we hope. Maybe, yeah, let us know. I just sold it. <laughs> Please let us know. Um, that's that's all we have for today. Before you tune into this amazing episode, um, let's just dwell on that like bit of positive news. Um, yeah, and like this is fun. This is a fun episode, though. This you, is a fun, yeah. yeah. Everything that everything that we talk about on the show, um, we really hope that you can take some time to spark a conversation with someone in your social circle. Yeah. Um, or uh, keep searching. This, this this is news happening right now, and it's very important that we have all eyes on it, all voices talking about mm-hmm. it. So, Elliot, now is the time that I must tell you to shut up, and please, everyone, enjoy Rashida. Bye. And here we are with Rashida. Hi, Rashida. The always amazing, <laughs> wonderful, intelligent, mm-hmm. effervescent, radiant, keep oh, going, voluptuous. Uh-huh. Oh, your your adjectives <laughs> are better. Stunning. Mine are like good. Tantalizing, <laughs> scintillating. She's fine. Okay, here she is. She's <laughs> fine. Hi, guys. Hi, Hello. Rashida. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. How are you today? Doing good. Feeling good. Uh, just finished up some exams so i'm feeling free and light and just literally floating around congratulations thank right. you That's yeah. a huge you have a very deal. floaty quality about you yes yeah. you see it i can i can <laughs> feel it i can feel it floating off of you it's funny because i feel like i met you a matter of months ago but this feels like it's so long in the making yeah like i feel like i've been waiting for this moment for forever i feel the same way as well yeah like, me too do you know what i mean does that make sense yeah can you tell us about about yourself like who are you Okay, I'm a queen. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I am though. Um, okay, so how would I? Where do I begin? I am a beautiful woman of color. I recently, not even recently. Sorry, I moved to the city a few years ago. I'm from Hamilton originally. Um, raised in Jamaica. Lived in New York. Been all around. Um, I'm currently a student. I'm studying public relations. Um, I'm also a server. <laughs> Jack <laughs> of all trades. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> okay. Jack of all trades, indeed. <laughs> I love the way you said yeah. server. It's amazing. <laughs> server. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't know how else I would describe myself. Jack of all trades is so good. I feel like every yeah. week when we see each other, you're like, I did this, 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 exactly. this, this, and this, this week. I'm like, oh my God. Well, I did this, 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 this. <laughs> yeah. This. I'm yeah, you around. guys connect on that very well, actually, I feel. Yeah. Like. Tom, you're also a jack-off of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> I would jack-off all trades. <laughs> that works on so many levels. I would trade jack-offs. Does that help? <laughs> a little jack-off swapping? We've done that. I do the most. I know. I feel like I'm, I'm just all around doing everything. And, of course, sometimes it's exhausting. But every time I see you, I think that's what also kind of 
makes me feel not so alone. I think that how busy I am and throughout the weekend coming in and, and seeing you, I'm like, all right, you're also in the same boat. Super busy, super all over the place, but like, gotta get my shit together. Gotta get our shit together. Gotta get mm-hmm. our shit together. Is We're there here for end? a good time, not a long time? Yeah. yeah. So we should burn ourselves to the ground. <laughs> but we, but we also just discuss. It's like I feel like I'm so busy doing everything, ten different jobs, but the bank account doesn't reflect. I'm just yeah, like, I I'm like, why that. am I so busy? But I'm like so busy and too busy, too broke. Like, what's going on here? Do you have time now that exams are done? <laughs> yeah. So that's the one thing I'm looking forward to is just being able to actually look at my week and be like, what time can I put towards me or what I want to do, what I want to focus on? Because I think my weeks are very driven and worked around others mm-hmm. and how I'm fitting into their schedules. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. Snap. So I'm yeah. like, all right, what can I do with the upcoming few weeks that's going to not even just benefit me, but just better me and make me feel a little bit better and just at rest. Can we cheers to you being finished and to having some rest? Cheers. Cheers. I will definitely cheers to that. (laughs) Thank you. Mm. Almost there. Yeah, so close. (laughs) So close. Yeah. Um, so we we like to ask people what their color is. So just like if you were to put how you're feeling into a color or anything related to color, it's it's stretched. I feel like do you want to go first, Elliot, or I can go first? I I I do have a color today. Go ahead. Um so my color today is like um, a very see-through purple that you can only really tell is purple when it's like not in the light. Um, and the reason for that is I'm just describing mm. the color of my dildo because I <laughs> hadn't used it in a long time. And oh. it's actually the double-ended dildo that Tom bought me for my birthday, which is really cute. Oh. Um, yeah, and I haven't used it in a long time. And today I was like, why don't I do that for myself? Like, I need time for myself Dust to do it that. Off. Yeah, I, dust, I cleaned it. I dusted it off. This is unfair because we said we we're going to do that together. And we ha- and like, now you're one up. Yeah, well, <laughs> if it helps, I, I put condoms on it so it's not like oh filthy. Gosh. Oh, I clean you know it. I don't care about that. That's awful and horrifying. I can't. Yeah, and Anyway, so I just like took some time and like that purple color I literally put inside myself. So now I feel like I'm emanating it. <laughs> it's shimmery. It's like glossy. It's like see-through. It's like Ooh, I love that. It's like the so color pretty. of like '90s. It's very like Shira Princess of Power. Yes, a right? yes. Yeah. I picture like '90s lunchbox kind of purple. Also, like if I'm picturing this purple, it's the same color as the vibrator that I once like my first little vibrator, and. <laughs> Like, like my little vibrator, my little vibrator like, that I had. you graduated from my little pony too. right yeah. same little color like a little pony purple and quick little funny story that same little vibrator was the first I bought and I like barely used it it was like in my underwear drawer whatever when I moved from Hamilton to Toronto I left a few things at home oh no and oh, no. there was one weekend my parents were like hey like we just have a bunch of stuff for you we'll bring it over when we're with like a bunch of food and your care package that little vibrator was in a little box and my my dad found it and he took one of his like office like sticker labels that you put on like files and he put like you forgot your your toy or something and labeled my little vibrator and like sent it off and i just literally was like i'm never using this again yeah no it's done (gasps) that vibrator that makes sense knowing knowing what i've heard about your parents like why Uh, so sorry yeah but that's the same little purple i'm thinking of it's the cutest color can i go off can i have one more dildo anecdote really (laughs) really fast not about myself there's a text post on tumblr and somebody found their mom's vibrator and then pleasured themselves with it oh and then when they were cleaning yeah already it's horrifying and then when they were cleaning it off they saw stamped on the base it was from one of those like from a penis mold so they probably shoved their own dad's dick up their ass, but in like dildo form. Oh. <laughs> Elliot. Right? 
So what, that's like keeping it in the family. About you telling stories Absolutely here. not. That was like, not me. How dare you? My parents Come on divorced. this podcast. That would never happen. <laughs> that is keeping it in the family, and that's oh, I can't. Don't it makes imagine. me sweat. It's so a very Lannister of you. Also, it wasn't me. <laughs> Please don't pretend like it was me. Tom, what's your color? Yeah. <laughs> um, my color is like when you. Um, oh God, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not prepared for this. But it's when you look at like um. A chandelier in the sun, Ooh. and it like reflects rainbows everywhere. Uh, okay, and it's like blindingly like rainbowy, mm-hmm. but like crystal clear at the mm-hmm. same time mm-hmm. on a sunny day. So I'm getting Jesse's writing this. Down. You can hear him trying to type that color. <laughs> get my color, but I just like I don't want to get into it. But I've had a really fucking terrifying week, oh. and I know that I always complain about my weeks on the podcast. I can attest to this one being, but this one was terrible. specifically uh, very, very terrible. And so I just woke up this morning, being like, "No, I'm done with terrible things happening to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be positive. I, like, fuck it. I'm just going to go out and be positive and joyful." And I feel like I got through today like that, and it was it was a struggle, but like I really feel like I did the right thing, and so. I don't know why that represents a chandelier in the mm-hmm. sun, but it's like, fucking be joyful, god damn yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if I'll be honest, it's a little bit frightening to see how happy you are. So congratulations on exactly. turning that around. Well, I have. there's no other way. Like, either that or I never leave my bed. So that's just that. I hear yeah. you. Yeah, I hear you. Good. Rashida, what's your color today? So my color for today, I'm going to say, so, and not to sound like cheesy or corny, but like nice, bright, but bright but soft yellow like a nice luminous yellow like a urine <laughs> like Absolutely not. like a urine after you take a like a vitamin b5 if you've <laughs> ever so so a nice bright yellow but like so soft and not too like overbearing and only because it's like i woke up this morning feeling very positive feeling very light and i always equate the color yellow with obviously positivity um and like shining and being yeah so that i would say yellow for me it's much cuter than i expected yeah i was gonna think i'm a grungy little i'm a green (laughs) (laughs) if it was yesterday the color might have been different if i was well yeah (laughs) but today i'm yellow this is great energy and i feel like it's very rare that the three that i guess and our guests have kind of similar matching like potentially yeah, yeah. One, energy. one person is always like sucking up the rest like, of it. Yeah. Pig mud. Yeah. And shit brown. It, don't right? turn me on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but based on your week, I think I'm, that's why I'm also like very like happy that based off the week that you've had, you're able to still get yeah. a yeah. nice, you know, positive outlook on things and have a nice color. I'm, su- you know, not this is going to like, this is, won't air anytime soon. So th- th- this, <laughs> this context doesn't matter. But I wrote something and I put it put it on when I get ready in the morning and it says today is not April 17th because it's just not oh yeah and there's no way that I'll have a day worse I I fucking hope well yeah. in which case I'll just replace the paper 364 days are you gonna have a heart attack on April 17th like are you building up that day <laughs> you think I'm gonna live that long <laughs> I really hope you do. don't <laughs> say that Tom oh my god we're in a business together you need to stay around <laughs> Also, too, just touching on, like, you're like, you know what? You have to keep it moving and be positive and all that that good stuff. I was just thinking today, um, my boyfriend was talking about the idea of not not being stuck on the negative. Mm-hmm. 
for example, um, he had to get blood work done as far as like just making sure everything was good and he's healthy and whatever. And I'm the kind of person where I was like, if I were to get and when I get any sort of testing done or waiting for results on anything, whether it's a quiz mark or anything, I my mind immediately I always prepare myself for expecting the worst. Me too. And although I feel like I am such a positive person, that's one part of me that even if I try and get out of that cycle, I would rather, and I, and he's like, just trying to like, be like, no, well, why do you do that? Why do you do that? I'm like, I just think it's just for me, I would rather not be let down. Mm-hmm. So let's just get to that b- rock bottom now. Yeah, protect yourself. And then if it's good news, amazing. And if it's bad news, I'm already there. Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, that's terrible. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. the way it is. That's how Jesse lives his life. Like, too. really? Straight up, yeah. Oh, we're the same like that. Yeah. It is what it is. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm so happy to hear that you're like, bad week, but let's just keep it moving and not expect that the next couple of days are going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. It's not April 17th. So. It won't be. And little Good things are important when things go wrong like that. Just get up. Just yeah. Do, just do that small thing and be proud mm-hmm. that that small thing's done. Like, exactly. That's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Amazing. Good for you. Well, I've never had so many... Uh, sorry I, this, to make this about me, but I've no. never had so many bad things go wrong in different parts of my life all yeah. at once. Let's like, because I live my life in corridors, and each corridor went totally, like, dark and terrible. Really? You live your life in Hogwarts Castle. Yeah. So many corridors. And so then, I, so then I thought, I don't know where to put my energy. Everything went fucked up. Mm-hmm. So w- what can I do? Like, if I focus on one thing, I'm sc- the rest of them are screwed. So I kind of have to, you know, chandelier above them all. Exactly. And just fucking chandelier. keep going. I don't know. You there know, you go. I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm going to swing from that chandelier. <laughs> I was just thinking I, that. I'm like, so can you please sing that? You're both invited to swing from my chandelier. Um, I appreciate that. Please, yeah. please, please. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> if we can do like a little, like a cute little... Harmonize? No, I'm not. I'm not ready. I'm not. I'm not warmed up. <laughs> if I sang, all of our subscribers would unsubscribe like instantly. No, don't get, call it singing. You like you can't more. even get the. It's like it's like a it's like a bestial wailing. Oh yeah. my goodness! Perhaps. Like your farting is more melodic. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Have you ever heard raccoons fucking YouTube it right now. Pause it. I am worse than that. No, I'm because never... though, they at least have like range. Yeah, it's there's like, yeah. <laughs> there's there's levels to it. <laughs> you can hear the vibrato in their ejaculation. So Rashida, you queer queen. Yes. Queen. Um, I noticed you were talking about your boyfriend, which is an interesting mm-hmm. thing. Super uh, interesting. I know a subject maybe we wanted to touch upon, mm-hmm. but before we do that, I'm wondering if we can ask you our like queer question of the season. Let's do it. Which is what has inspired you or what has fostered your queerness in your life? Okay. Get ready for the double prong. Right. So for me, and I'm this is going back to not even when I first started like questioning and thinking about my sexuality, but this is into more like okay, I'm I'm figuring it out, but I'm still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. There was um this girl that I worked with um at the time when I was in Hamilton and the only jobs that are in Hamilton are either working at McDonald's or working in a call center. So my, one of my first jobs outside of working for the clothing store was working in a call center. So you just picture rows and rows of people with headsets on calling grumpy stay at home mothers who just yell at you on the phone. I was, I don't know what I was selling, but I was selling something. Anyways, my, one of my coworkers who became like close friends with me, she was, she was out and was, loud and proud and super happy and and confident in herself and also 
I just found that very attractive and very just not even in a sense of like I'm sexually attracted to her, but like I'm very attracted to how sure of yourself you are and how you're living your life and just, you know, mm-hmm. I think for me seeing that was very pivotal because that was a time when I also was, I, I don't know if I was dating a guy. I probably was. I think I was dating a guy, but just being like, am I dating him and I'm not exploring this side of me because of fear of something and seeing this and she also to top that too she also was a woman of color so this for me was also there's another stigma that comes with not even just being bi queer whatever but also being a a person of color and and being gay so I was like all right, this is her living her best life out here cute like you know so I had a crush on her and I found that very like comforting to know that she was out and proud so I think that individual who I still see out in Toronto, this person moved to Toronto as well, you did this. You oh. allowed me to be comfortable. Is I, this the same one we saw out that one night? No. Oh, shit. Okay. This is a different person. And yeah, I just, it's interesting because we moved to Toronto at different times. And I don't see her often. But when I do, it's something that always will pop up in my head because I'm like, it reminds me of Rashida at the time when I was, you know, I think I was like 18 or 19 mm. and just like quiet at work, but like looking at her and being like, damn, like I want to just like, you know, go up. And, and she also was dating someone and was like proud about it. So I was like, that's super cool. I want to be like that. Well, that's perfect. Going into the second part of this question mm-hmm. now is how then do you plan or how are you going to foster queerness in others? Yeah. Moving forward? So for me, or how do you, or how yeah. do you, so I've had instances where I've had, you know, girls or guys or whomever younger than me ask me questions about sexuality, not knowing what mine is. Um, I used to either, I used to, my previous program, I used to work with students, youth work with children, like school age, or a little bit older, a little bit younger, that have questioned even their parents. I've been worked in school where we have a lot of um, students who are gender neutral and who have same sex parents who have questions that sometimes their parents haven't answer, or, or answered for them or brought up that they've asked me. And it puts me in a position where if this is the first time this individual is ever hearing about anything, how do I address it in a way that doesn't either, you know, overstep what their parents might want them to know or believe? Mm-hmm. But for me, I think the main message that I've given to individuals who have asked about themselves or me is just allowing yourself to go at your own pace, not being informed by what others are doing and how quickly they come out. Because I've been in situations where people are like out and they're so comfortable. And then I feel this like pressure of like, okay, well I should just like, I should just do it then. Like, and it's not the right time for me. So it's all about going at your own pace being comfortable with yourself discovering yourself first and like what feels right I think I haven't like recently to be honest had any instances where I've had to like you know be there be a support for someone who's like struggling with this Mm -hmm. it's been a while but definitely the main thing for me is just always like understanding yourself first understand trying to understand your sexuality first without the bias of somebody else before making a decision to like either come out and to terms with it with yourself, you know, in public or what did your queer journey look like? Like, can you give us kind of a a snippet of your queer history and like how that looked for you in your life? Yeah. So 
for me, and it, it's something that not even like I would say luckily I was able to like kind of pinpoint it like very early on. So before before um, I was even discovering like what sexual attraction was, I understood what it felt like to be like more drawn to or like wanting to be around like other girls or women or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would think dating back to honestly, this is gonna sound super young, but even like kindergarten grade one, like which sounds super young, but everyone's different. Yeah, I don't think it's not like that's I, this, a story here a lot. Okay, good because yeah, I like, I think for me, and again, this is the first time I've been able to also just talk about it like really openly with others. But like kindergarten grade one, I was living in Jamaica, and I remember like. And it wasn't even just like a one-sided thing. There were also other girls that I would hang out with. That it was like this, like mutual, like we're all kind of curious, like mm-hmm. what's happening here. Um, I had opened up to Tom about this too, like probably after like some shenanigans or drinks that we've had about this experience of like other girls, like little girls, like approaching me and like, oh, like let's like let's hold hands let's play house and you're my you're my husband and cute little things like that but of course we never pinpointed as anything sexual and provocative it was just very mm-hmm. cute then leading up into um grade five so i moved from jamaica to new york oh in new york though there were some instances as well too there were a couple of girls that i still remember their names <laughs> or i found them cute and just very interested in them and like hmm like you know, we had they to, left their mark, <laughs> right? Left their mark on me. So then entering grade five, there were a couple of friends, um, grade five and grade six. And we talked about this whole sleepover phase, <laughs> grade five and grade six, where things just started to turn up. It was like I would have sleepovers and it was just one or two girls at first. Um and like playing little games like let's play like spin the bottle, like keep like peck. And then it was like pick a number on the dice and if it lands on you take your shirt off yeah. and then it was like and get fisted escal- <laughs> <laughs> I did that also take a fist no it, <laughs> would, just, it fist. would just escalate we ended up calling it the dirty girls club and we had this like dry erase board in our basement <laughs> and we would have all the names of all the members and all the things we'd have to do and then it, there was almost like this it started off really cute and playful and there was almost like an initiation process where we'd also like introduce like dares into it that would like go beyond like one time it was like this a new girl was coming into the group and she knew about the sleepovers but she didn't know about the sleepovers she like knew that we were like doing they stuff. all think they know they all think they know but when yeah. you yeah when you come into my basement then you'll really find out so it was I've like i said that before <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, we would we'd play games and um we had this one girl prank call our science teacher <gasps> we were in grade six so this is very inappropriate um his name was mr steinfeld he's probably gonna i feel like he was really cute he was a really cute younger teacher at the time. Don't look but at me when you say we, that. Yeah, he was really cute. We prank called him and we and we pretended to be like a sex chat. Like, hi, this is Tiffany calling. Like, I'm just. And you're like so- eleven. <laughs> like literally eleven years old. And it was like twelve in the morning, and I'm pretty sure you it was for like, sure did this. You oh, for we're sure did this. So, like, and we're just like, yeah, like you know, like for a dollar more, you can call, like you know have a nice. We're 11 years old. Oh, so you God, can understand. Mashita. So there were real, we got reprimanded real hard. So at the time we had like a field trip to Ottawa. I got kicked off of that. My parents found out. Um, 
and at the school at the time our school was the first to introduce um, same sex classroom so there was all girls class all boys class so they switched me from my class to an all girls classroom as like a reform for me like this Little you know did I mean? they fucking know yeah I was like yeah, yeah switch me to the all girls classroom I'm gonna invite all of them to my <laughs> sleepover <laughs> I was like this is working this, class this is working good for me it's my classroom yeah. now so you know what I mean so that t- sort of thing so elementary school was fun and then leading into high school was when it started for me I started to t- kind of withdraw and started to feel like kind of embarrassed or ashamed for what what was happening and I didn't want to enter high school and people to be like this girl was like what were you guys doing so I remember one of the girls that was involved with all all of our stuff we had a conversation before high school and we're like what what are we going to say to people if they ask and then we're both like are you going to say anything we both were like no we won't bring this up let's just keep this hush hush like so all throughout high school it was kind of like on the low mm-hmm. and i never really got back into anything like there was no there was nothing until after like university so yeah that was kind of like how i led into this you know do you know any of the girls still from the dirty girls club yeah so and i remember all of them like if i were to just create a facebook group again i'd be able to like add them all and we all know the interesting thing is like i wonder what they think about it because i haven't talked to anyone about it as an adult the the like but there's definitely like there's probably at least 10 or 12 of us Mm -hmm. out there we all we know who you are you know who you are jealous i did this but it was like one or two like most two people Um, like rashida and i bonded about this last weekend and we just sort of fell down a like I am just oh. so I was so relieved to hear you tell me the story Good. because I have the exact same experience. Mm-hmm. That moment for you, boys. I saw your fa- when I was telling this story. Like it's the first time I even saw you like with this expression. Like Tom looked very like. Well, to be honest, it's one of my deep like anxieties or yeah. regrets almost because I worry that those all those bo- all those men who are now <laughs> all boys who are now men yeah. boys look to men. back and they are like you know they think i was disgusting or took advantage of them and yeah. so none of them are gay oh that's the thing that's the difference though right? not the difference but right. i can understand where you're coming from because even though i don't know like these girls um from the most part that i know of one of them is with a guy she's pregnant one of like a couple of them are pregnant actually Mm -hmm. a couple of them are in relationships so the so the part of me with like pulling back when i was in high school is because i didn't know if some of them felt the same way whereas it's like oh we were young we were kissing but we're like boys now whereas for me i was like "Mm," like i i do like girls so if they know that will they be like we were all kissing and you were being a perv enjoying that's it. my worst fear so that's, that's what my you worst fear. yeah so yeah. different for me too because i had the same experience but the person i did it with as a child we kept sleeping together and i've slept with him as an adult in my adult life and he's bi like he's an out bi person so it's like yeah that's all of that shame there's so much shame for so long but mm-hmm. now we have i have the privilege of like talking about what that was like yeah. together you know yeah. and i feel like it would kind of eat me up to not yeah. have that my worst fear is that these guys see what i'm doing now and they're like that fucking queer faggot like <laughs> yes. you know jerk me off because he was like a pervert was yeah. it like cum cracker thing oh my god yeah, cum I cracker, was... among many other things like I, what happened it was, it was so funny was we had the same experience like we i had one sleepover and like two guys would come and we'd like jerk off mm-hmm. and then like whatever and then it word got around school and then more guys just wanted to come and do that yeah, yeah. so by the end there was 11 or 12 of us yeah as the as, same as you were yeah like a group in our basement just like 
doing nasty ass fucking shit like yeah. watching each other fart like watching our assholes fart and stuff like really gross stuff that's but amazing the, yeah i'm obsessed but with also to guys like this is just a thing like especially in during that time of adolescence like boys are like like again girls are nasty too but boys are so much they're, they're so gross at the, yeah. at the time so, nasty. so it's like all our stories are the same but i'm like thinking the furthest that we've gone so i don't know if you guys remember the movie euro trip and like yes. this is during the american pie phase yes, yes, too yes. so it's just we're all like so little horned up, up. Yeah. like i remember like i remember my dad dropping me and i almost said this person's name off to the movie theater and this girl was bad so like she was <laughs> like like, was it just you with a giant mirror? Say, are you describing <laughs> yourself? No, it's like so. Even though like this was happening again, keep in mind it's like my my parents aren't really strict. We we weren't we didn't grow up really religious. Although like again in Jamaica, it's just a, a given that you go to church. But coming into Canada, we would go to church, but it was never like enforced on us. So we weren't very religious. My parents are very chill, very cool. Of course, like we were raised still very respectfully, we're respectfully respecting of them. But like this person. <laughs> was very bad so the point where it's like i remember she'd come she'd come over and she had like a water bottle full of vodka and she was going to see euro trip but yeah. we told them we we're gonna go see one movie then snuck into euro trip i remember going into the bathroom and then she followed me into the stall and like sat on top of me was like making out with me oh my god and my dad would just like pick me up after i was like how's movie girls and i'm just like panting like in the back seat <laughs> like oh. and then it's like i'm sleeping oh, we'll cut it jesse write down the time we'll read it Jesse, enhance that name. (laughs) Echo it, please. Reverb it. The whole episode is just that. Oh, whatever. Honestly, who cares? Honestly, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Um, she's like, I'm sleeping over. So that was just like the start of it. But yeah, like the the furthest we've gone was just like dry humping during the bite of Chucky. Um, Jennifer Tilly is hot. That that was. It's the song too. Um, it's this. It's the whole soundtrack of that movie. I know that's, it's dark and it's like metal. Uh, that's horrifying. That's I, the stupidest thing I've ever that. heard. But it is it, yeah. because it's like so dark and dark metal and like trashy. So you're just like under stirred dry humping under the covers. This is such a glimpse into your life. This and I'm just so turned happy from Tom to Elliot. And yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, welcome <laughs> to the see club. How much more excited <laughs> I just got at that. But yeah. I, so that's the thing is too it's like I'm happy that you also went through the same thing I, I called us well, ringleaders I was just able to like finally admit to you about my guilt because good obviously we were ringleaders this yeah. is why we it's, bond it was, our, it was, was it your basement oh yeah okay so yeah same thing we did the yeah and it's why we like can like it's it's part of the reason why I can walk around in adulthood like still being a Pied Piper of sorts right <laughs> you know what I mean well and also can I just say that like <laughs> like sure, sure you can take the like shame route for those guys and and i understand but that is like mostly because obviously society would tell those guys that what they did wasn't okay yeah at the same time both of you provided a safe space for people to explore and like no one i don't think is 100 percent straight in the sense that if someone wants to explore they should be able to Mm -hmm. yeah and if anything there's a way you can look at it more radically in the sense that like that was really important and even if maybe these guys are ashamed of it they've at least experienced something outside that's something i put on them honestly a few months ago there was a guy working yeah. construction, but I told Rashida this, but I was walking down the street and um, I saw him and I was like, oh no, like he's going to be angry, straight angry or like, you know, yeah, call me a faggot or something or, or like ignore you. me. Exactly. He's like, hey. And instead he like he yeah he was like hi how's it going and i like gave me a hug and yeah. i was like right of course i'm putting that on you that's unfair yeah yeah totally. and yeah. you don't know their own histories you don't yeah. know like maybe what else totally... has happened beyond yeah. that experience with you like who knows and are they able to 
dump come in my ass is the question that I have. <laughs> like, how like how available? He looks so much like Justin Timberlake. I love What? Him. Like, Dude. I was such a perv. Anyway. And he's working on the construction. Okay. I want to put gone. a jackhammer inside of me and turn it on. <laughs> you did that today already. You told Please. us. Yeah. It has to be purple, right? Go, 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 go. I can't. That's I'm amazing. Obsessed. I'm obsessed. Okay, so now, like, I, I love this sort of, like, you were a ringleader as a child, and it really like has bled into your adult life. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, over you, here. Are, you are, yeah, yeah. I is that you? I'm, um, dead. You I'm done. And so I'm wondering how you now navigate this mm-hmm. uh, as an adult, as a yeah. queer woman yeah. with a boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Like how 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 does that translate to you being an adult? Yeah. So like, I. I'm just thinking back to even my relationship before the one I'm currently in. I was dating a guy and um, towards the end of it was when I felt this like almost this pull to just go and explore this part of me. But like in a way that's just not holding anything back, not worried about whose opinion is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So towards the end of the relationship, of course, like I'm being transparent and honest here, like I, I did, I was, I did cheat on him towards the end with um, this girl who I had a craziest crush on, was super drawn to her. Just, I just couldn't resist her. And towards the end, it was just this, me just completely immersing myself in this ex- in an experience, I was with her, and it was like super fun and just a really nice experience. And then in that moment, I was like, okay, how am I going to again, as you said, navigate as a bisexual woman? Also, at the time, she was straight; she wasn't out. There wasn't we didn't talk about her sexuality. So for me, it was very it felt very harmless, as if like no one was going to get hurt because I, from my understanding, and I have a lot of. Uh, friends who were lesbians and their opinions of dating bisexual women is like I would never you guys are just gonna end up dating men see look at you you're with a guy Rashida you're gonna end up marrying a guy and no matter and I'm just like to the point I was like okay I'm over having to like prove myself and say like no it just it's about the person mm-hmm. and it's about who I fall in love with and that's f- violently biphobic yeah. <laughs> and and they and what they say too it's like it's just easier to fall back on men because it's easier to fall like they're just they think that it's easier to date men and fall in love with a guy and it's easier because there's if you want to have children all this stuff and i'm like i don't i'm not thinking or it's that society's way. influence on exactly or and i'm like I, d- I don't think that way i don't choose my partners based on Okay, what's easier for me? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to date who I'm dating right now because he's a male. I'm at an age where I eventually you should settle down and get married. We well, can, discredits like, your agency. Like, like right. I'm doing something because I want to do it. Yes. And I also read this interesting thing the other day, and it was like, um, the reason why a lot of people think that a bi guy is just gay but doesn't know it yet, and that a bi woman is just fun for a threesome is because our society has such a hard time fathoming sex that isn't for male pleasure. Yeah. And like yeah. it's still such a hang up and it's still so true. Yeah. And it's really like, fucked up. It makes me f- it makes me fucking angry. Yeah. That's so <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So it's just this and I've I've been in situations where I've been like hit on by or I've been out um and I've been hit on by women who are lesbians and they're just like, oh, you're just going to be a tease and you're just going to end up breaking my heart. And it's just like, listen, this the, like and it's also a shame to hear that from like, especially when 
I think that a people, a lot of people who aren't in the community, they look at it as like, okay, everybody is so welcoming in the community. You, you come out as bi, and lesbians will accept you. And it's like, no, it's not that way because there, there are moments where I still feel, or when, when I have felt marginalized because it's like I'm not gay enough, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas I used, to, I always think of bisexuality as like a gift. I'm like, this is so exciting for me. I'm like, this is amazing. I get to love who I love and whoever they are. You know what I mean? So. And I hated the feeling of like not even given an opportunity of like allowing the person allowing themselves to get to know me because they just automatically assume like, well, I give like give you two months. You're just going to end up finding a guy and you're going to end up like leaving me anyway because you're bi, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Well, it's like the whole half seas argument that people have. It's like, oh, you're only halfway. Oh my gosh! In yeah. our club, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's and that's that's crazy too because it's another thing. Of course, like a whole separate topic, but like this, I brought this up to you before. I think the last time that I saw you about the whole idea of my friend coming up to me and just asking me how I felt about being a black woman if I feel black enough sometimes. But that made me bring it back to also to my sexuality because there's times where. A lot of people of color, I can that can probably resonate with them with the idea of not feeling black enough based on the actions they're taking. If they don't feel like they're advocating enough, if they're not vocal enough about you know, the, like you know our rights and all this. So, but then it's the same thing that relates back to being gay enough. If I don't, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's just crazy. But that's all societal, and I try my hardest not to have that impose on the way I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's hard sometimes, but obviously now dating a man um a lot of my friends um a lot of my friends are supportive and they don't see it as like oh see like (laughs) ended up with a guy um but i know that some people when i'm around people and they know oh rashida's bi and then i bring up my partner and they see him and they're like oh you're dating a guy it's like i i can tell that there's a little little hint of judgment or like she's not bi which is crazy even when we when we were talking about you coming to do this podcast somebody was like why rashida do you remember that and we were Mm -hmm. kind of like what do you mean she's a queer person like there's gatekeepers everywhere crazy yeah and And i don't really understand i mean i get probably why but i don't understand the desire like it doesn't yeah but it's also like what is this a club that like you can't get in because you don't qualify based on these stipulations it's like okay and it also highlights like the power hierarchy within this club because mm-hmm. it's usually right, cis right. white gay men who yeah. are the gatekeepers exactly like 99 percent of it's the time it's so crazy um and i'm curious too about your experience navigating queer spaces in toronto because mm-hmm. tom and i always moan about it's androcentric it's it's white supremacist quite often and just in like the simple fact of mm-hmm. like what bodies are yeah. in the space and mm-hmm. what um what is the space catering to and it's usually yeah. people that look like tom and i yeah um so i'm just wondering how that feels for you like yeah existing. so I've only because I'm just thinking of the time that I've had as first of all like a single woman like when I wasn't in a relationship and I was single and who I was dating and what that looked like and there are times where I would be out and I'd go with my with my girls and we'd go to like we go to the village I and the person like my friend is beautiful white blonde like and I get it and there are certain like she just gets attention it's cute but so would i it's cute cute, but so would i but it's different and i even remember being on dating apps before i I remember i downloaded tinder and i had it unlocked to get guys and girls and the amount of 
this is going to sound interesting, but yeah, like the amount of white girls that I would or wouldn't match with. I would talk about my, my another like friend who is queer and black and she's like, white girls don't white girls don't date me or there's like a certain hierarchy with like who they're so it's a selective process and we're the last pick and again this is gonna go i'm just bringing this all in because before coming here in a few weeks ago i also read a study about the least desired races whether straight whatever right and bottom two are blacks and asians and there's a study about this. <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing that I was like kind of privy to with like as far as being single and dating. I mean, I personally didn't have any. I'm not going to toot my own home. I didn't have any issues with dating. A lot of the girls that I were seeing, if we're going to look at races, what they were, I've dated. I've been with white girls. I've been with some black girls, whomever. Mm-hmm. But me in queer spaces, I, I personally didn't feel sort of like shafted. But. I think that I could see it happening and I can see a hierarchy in place, like a kind of like a silent, like one that wasn't being like kind of out there, but I could see it. So as you're saying, funny too, I feel like Tom and I maybe hear like the back end of a lot of like racism that white gays wouldn't necessarily portray. Like there's a lot of like microaggressions in like kicking with our friends who like Mm -hmm. a lot of the times it's a lot of white people. And like, it's in a lot of those spaces where it's like these like little or like black voice or like yeah. black yeah. you know turns of phrase yeah, yeah. Like, oh wait where did you get that yeah you know, right like that appropriation oh that's, that's so like, crazy right that's like Ugh. yeah and like people think it's okay because of drag race and because yeah. of drag culture and or white but- gays are like well i know what oppression is so now i can say and do whatever mm-hmm. i want yeah i this was a while ago but i remember going out for drinks with a co-worker um and one of the girls that was sitting at the table, she's white, seemingly white. I don't want to, whatever. She looks white. She's a white girl. And we're all chatting. And again, based off of just sitting with someone, no one's going to assume that I'm bisexual. They just, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember sitting with well, her. Well, you're not wearing a plaid shirt. I'm not wearing a plaid shirt. <laughs> Half my, I don't have the side of my head shaved. Oh, no. I don't have the signs. But she said something really fucked up. She's like, I'm an invisible minority. And I literally was like, "What did I, you vote for?" Trump? I sipped my drink. I'm gonna <laughs> sip my drink. I'm an invisible minority, and she's like, "Because I'm a lesbian, and no one can see it, and but people do treat us differently." Da 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 da. But then that moment, and I get it. But I and I wanted to be like, "Listen, first of all, as a, the only black person sitting here, let's not talk about minorities and who yeah. and you being an invisible minority." We're not sitting here talking about you being an invisible minority when you have a black woman sitting here as a visible minority right. and you also don't know that I'm also like queer. It's yeah, like, right. bitch, pipe Let's the fuck down. Let's talk about spaces yeah. and, who yeah. and who's like welcome where. Right? So then I was just like, okay, I just pick and choose when I'm when I, I'm vocal about certain things, but I did just say something I to her. I watch you bite your tongue so often. I do. <laughs> I think sometimes I just, I really learn to pick and choose when I want to speak up and I know that I'm not as vocal as a lot of my friends are and people that I know but I just pick and choose when and who I give my energy to some people if ignorance is there if I can't I'm not gonna sit here I'm not gonna change you off this one conversation I'm not gonna waste my breath on you yeah yeah. and I'm over I'm just so listen living walking and, and breathing and living life as a black woman and the amount of instances that I've gone through where I should say something, eh, I don't. Can I go back? Yeah. I just said, I watch you bite, bite your my tongue, tongue a lot. I need to say, I 
should be a better friend to you. When I watch mm-hmm. you bite your tongue, I should speak up because mm-hmm. that's not on you. That's on people who support. That's you a thing, that. and I appreciate so that. I, I'm. I, it's okay. I, sh- I need to watch you bite your tongue and figure out what I'm doing in that moment. Yeah, but and that's amazing that you're saying that, and I think that people need to be taking notes right now. Like, like <laughs> when you have friends who, if you see that there is a situation they're in, and it feels like, ah, oh, like. This person's saying something really fucked up right now. And even if they're mm-hmm. not aware of what they're saying is fucked up, like it's not up to the, it's not up to us all no, the time. The <clears throat> sorry to have to, to have to jump in and correct. Well, like and I'm just comes down, too much shit. emotional labor. It comes yeah. down to the whole conversation that like throwback to season two, Jeffrey teaching us the difference between accomplice ship and allyship. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeffrey speaking, um, like specifically for indigenous communities, but also kind of opening that conversation up to queer communities. The difference is that an ally is self-ordained and an accomplice is known to the people they profess to be helping. Like hmm. it's not enough to think or say that, that you're an ally to someone you have, like it, there has to be an actionable moment right. in right. which you, Tom, in this instance, stand up and support or like whatever. Yeah. Um, and of course that, that does like get into messy territory of like savior type thing because mm-hmm. like the savior politic is fucked, but I think it's just like friendship and being there and you when have, you can be there. Right? And you've had, tr- and it, there's, there's times too where, I mean, there's a time and a place where it's like we also pick up the vibe and we're like, all right, Tom, there's so many times where you try and like divert the conversation. You're like, okay, let's, uh, let's stop mm. talking about, you know you're what I really mean? Good at that. You're really good at that. And it's great because I'm like, this can escalate quick. And, and then another thing too, it's like, I feel as though there are times where I'm like, a typical reaction from, a person like me would be different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't react that way. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just doing you a favor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah and you're, lo- and I, and I've said that before because yeah, there's times where I'm like, yeah. listen, if you brought this up to somebody else, mm-hmm. this, this would, this wouldn't be appropriate. And yeah. I'm just, I'm hope I'm hoping that you learn from this, yeah, yeah, yeah. but whatever, like so it's the same sort of a thing where you just, I guess I have to know when to pick my battles, but yeah, that same, that same girl who was an invisible minority. I just hope that like she went home and was like, hmm, maybe I should like, not say stuff like that sometimes and just be more mindful of yeah. my space and who I'm around and yeah, yeah. who I could potentially offend. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we can't expect the most from people. Just fucking <laughs> think twice and then think a third time. And right. Just, like, just check yourself. Exactly. Like, just really and truly. Exactly. Hmm. Um, it's funny. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask, um, I wanted to ask you about your favorite, like, queer hookup moment. But mm-hmm. I realized in asking that, Am I asking you about a woman? Because being bi, it's also queer for you to be with a man. Yeah. Right? So I like I don't want it to come off that way, but what's like your favorite, like what's your favorite queer hookup story? Mm, I asked that because we've had hours of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we just want the most embarrassing one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking of I'm just thinking of some that like in my earlier twenties when I was just like out there living my life, just being a little hoe. When did that stop? <gasps> oh no 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 shade honey still a little hoe I'm, I'm supporting you You're this su- is hoe support <laughs> thank you it takes one to know one bitch thoughts for so thoughts. that's exactly what it is <laughs> thoughts for thoughts um i'm just thinking of like i love a good surprise 
surprise hookup. I love a good. I love a good. What? what? Someone jumping out of your closet? Like, no, like a good. Like I didn't expect next time this. Follows me to my. Car. I'm done. Like sorry, I open sorry. my door, someone comes up behind me. Like, ooh, are you attacking me? Surprising me? No, no. Like a good. Like I didn't expect this coming. I love. A, I love a thrill. I'm a thrill seeker. Uh, yes, totally, totally. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like someone maybe gives you an eye at the bar, and then all of a sudden you're like yes, sucking your dick in a stall. Just oh my god, oops, just fell over and just no. But like. For me, I would say there's been situations in the past where I've been hooking up with, you know, ex person, like a partner, and then someone knocks on the door and it's just like, oh my, what are you guys doing? That sort of stuff is fun to me. I love a good surprise element. But I'm just thinking of even like, oh, okay. I got one. So this is in Hamilton. This is when I was still figuring out my stuff, going out with one friend who we both were like, we're we're a little gay. Let's just go out together and have fun. This is just a little secret. The two of us go out. Um, and she was hooking up with this really cute chick. And we were like at the person's house. And I was kind of like just there, just you know, I'm just a creep. Also, I'm also the per- I'm also a person that just likes to watch. So yeah. I was just there. You and Tom are so similar. Coaching, <laughs> coaching, go girl! Like you got this, holding her it's leg support. up. It's emotional, right? Support. Like you know, like ha- pa- passing her strap activism. on, <laughs> holding her down. You know, it's, it's it is queer activism. Yeah. I think I, pre- I played a vital part in a lot of my friends' sexual experiences, where I'm just like there to support, there yeah. to you know. Me too. I those agree. type of situations. I just can't. Next time for moral support. I think that. A part of me also, too, like, with my friends, I'm like, eventually, when am I going to see something? Like, I think I even asked you, I was like, when am I seeing your dick? Yeah. Yeah. So I then I that. showed you. Yeah. I also took too, it also took way too long. Like, for me, it was like, <laughs> no, because for me, when I feel a connection with someone, it's like, all right, like, let's just, yeah. here's my tit. Like, I used let's to show everybody it. my dick, but I'm less. Yeah, Tom had Aww. dick Fridays. Everyone would get a snap. Penis Fridays. Penis Fridays. Friday. stopped? Yeah, it's Bring it back. Like, I turned, you know, I turned 26, so. <laughs> this one happens over 26 what but yeah. 30 Oops. no I think I was penis Friday lingered penis Friday was a long standing tradition anyway no Jesse's nodding his head no um, I'm just yeah I don't know if like I have exciting enough sto- I know my stories are exciting I just can't think of anything like per se right now that's like my favorite maybe a better question is like um what is a successful sexual experience for you like what's a like what's a good hookup that you like a good hookup for me also too and this is <laughs> this is gonna sound fucked, but uh, it's fine. So premeditated, premeditated hookups. Like I, I'm putting this out in the universe, like it's gonna happen, and I want this person to be interested in me, and I feel a vibe, and we're gonna hook up, and it happens. Like that's how I got my current partner. Like I saw him. I was like, yes, like this is happening. I want it to happen. It's going to happen. And when it does, there's a moment to me when I'm actually in the pr- in the in the process of having sex where I'm like, <laughs> like high fiving myself over my head, like pitch. I hear that. <laughs> you knew this that. was gonna happen. Like yeah. I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like the moment when right? No, I hear that. The yeah. moment when they make a move, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like of course. Oh, it's the best feeling. I love it. That's, That's how I feel about favorite. your current partner now too. <laughs> You've been waiting, <laughs> and that moment, and he knows. Listen, literally the moment I met you and like I was like, this is how I'm dating. Like, and you're like, oh, he's so cute. I went home and I'm like, 
Tom's super into you, so <laughs> and he's super comfortable. He's and it's not even in a way like what's the term that you taught like you taught me last week? Um, queer baiting. Queer baiting. It's not right. queer baiting at all. Yeah. Like it's not like a like he's never gonna. No, I don't I think you'd ever react I like that. I get a lot of queer baiters. I don't hate it. Tom loves queer. Oh, baiters. never it's, mind. It's totally fine. You it's love it. Fine with a queer internalized bait. queerphobia. Sure, it's internalized like maybe toxic masculinity or something. True, 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 true. Doesn't mean it's not kinky though. Yeah, it doesn't mean I'm not like gonna go sit on your dildo later. Yeah, like Tyler Posey's like. <laughs> oh, Tyler Posey, don't. He's yeah, such he a queer baiter. Crawl inside of you. Oh my gosh. No, that was interesting. I've I've actually never heard of that term before. Mm. I knew like, but like, but again, I knew of the act of it happening. I just didn't know there was a term for it. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, that happens all the time. I see it. Oh yeah, there's lots of there's lots of female queer baiters too. Mm-hmm. Times. Yeah. I'm, I'm still not over this genital thing. Was Tom erect when you saw his penis? Yeah. Like, and this is my thing too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I pictured what it would look like before and I was like, yep, validated. So I have a <laughs> gift. Oh my God. I didn't tell you guys. So my secret like gift that I have the is. penis whisperer. I know what vaginas look like without mm. looking at them. Wow. I can look at a person and I have a friend that can do this as well. We can look at someone and I can guess what type of vagina you have or what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Does it work and for there's dicks? dicks are different though because there's a variety. And I think that for me in my head, the reason the philosophy behind this whole vagina thing is there are like three to four different types of vaginas and what they look like. Go through it with us. Right? Because like I know I've I've seen You've a seen few it. vaginas here and there. And you'll once get or this twice, then five times. But like explain it to our poor oh yeah you oh, guys- i've seen a lot of vagina okay there we go Not so here we person, go but- so <laughs> vagina number one is the cupped vagina cupped vaginas look like kim kardashian's vaginas where everything is all inside and it just yeah. like a little slit yeah and if you think about the girls that have the type of vagina like yes. to, i look at those girls and i'm like i can see a girl walking and i'm like she got a cupped one yeah it's cupped then <laughs> talk to me about that girl what is yeah she like? okay so cupped vagina girls she likes um it's a f- like a single espresso, not a double, right? So this is it's going to sound terrible, but it also comes down to what a female looks like physically. Right. Right. So body type to me also correlates with the type of vagina you have. Right. It's not genetic. Is it in cup- a family, in one family, if I were to, this, if this is a science this and I feel right. like if I were to do research and if I was allowed to go to sisters and cousins, like, and I see the vaginas yeah, and what they look like. I'm going to fund you. I'm going to, I don't care. I'm going to fund They have a certain look. And yeah. I'm not the only person. I have a friend who's lesbian, and she was like, "Yeah, cupped." So, anyways, cupped girls, cupped girls. I got like, mm, how do I say this? <laughs> Just say it. Cupped girls got more of a nice, beautiful, voluptuous figure. As I said, Kim Kardashian, yeah. not to the extent of how curvy she is, but they have more. They're like more pear shaped. They have a nice hips. They got a nice booty, thicker legs. They're cupped. This is the Kim? best. Then yeah. we're gonna go to the girls that have the. A semi. So a semi where they're, you can see the clitoris. If they were to stand looking at you, you can see it, but the labia is not coming out. Those are semis. Wait, I'm not following. So if you stand yeah. like this yeah. and you look at their vaginas, you are going to see a little bit of their clit sticking out, but it's not It's not mm. like this. Oh, just a cute clit tip. Clit tip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The semi girls. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, I don't want to, I'm never going to ever say the roast beef because I never want to, no, 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 I'm never going to, because vaginas are beautiful. And yeah. I think that when people say roast beef vaginas, when people say things like to make it sound grotesque and ugly looking, I'm complete. I'm like on the defense always because I'm like, don't make it sound nasty. Yeah. I'm going to say the girls who have, um, there's more love coming out. There's like yeah. more lips. 
So those are like the three different just kinds, and they may be various. Just like, but if you've seen you've seen a handful of vaginas, could you also say that there are the different types? And would you say cupped? Would you say semi? Uh, this is a little out of my jurisdiction. Oh, you can't. Okay. Like, uh, to be honest, most of the vaginas I've here's something about me i'm sure you know but most of the vaginas i've been inside i haven't seen yeah oh oh yeah you're just jumping right in you're not looking at it and like taking your time okay so but this is something that i think this is the first time that it's out there Mm -hmm. because this is something that me and my friend have discovered and we talked about it it's been years this has been since i was like in my first year and we had a conversation where we're like what does yours look like what is and girls have this conversation all the time we don't show each other some people don't but it's like what does yours look like what about the kind of vaginas where um the labias are very like juicy it's like very like it's like it's out yeah no not out like sorry not um oh outer lips are Mm -hmm. like puffy okay like like there's like a like a bump yeah Yeah, yeah, so those those i would consider cupped where it's like it's so the actual how do I, and this is crazy as far as anatomy goes, but the actual outside of the vagina is yeah. puffy and like yeah, thicker. Yeah, yeah, like the, is that the labia majora? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for the labia, yeah. So that to me, I would also consider cupped. For me, it's like anything where you can see like labia mm-hmm. or like, they're sorry, not, I'm a woman, I should know these. But labia majora, the lips hanging out, like your clit ends hanging out. Yeah. That's a full out and then they're semi and cupped. But ladies listening, you know what type you have. Right. And I have a theory where I can look at someone and I've done this in a non-creepy way where with my, even with my coworker, the one day at work, I, I told her, I was like, you drew a sketch of it. No, I told her what she had. And I said, you don't, you can confirm or deny it. And then she was so like, I was like, I know exactly what type you have. And she's like, oh my God, there's no way. I was like, yeah, yours is a little cupped, but you can still see a little bit of it. And based off of her body type and whatever. And she was literally like shook. She's like, huh? How do you know? I'm like, I just can tell. When is Canada writing a research grant? This is the first time it's out there. and important information. (laughs) Yes. And I want to figure. I mean, you could probably get a grant from Lilith Fair. I want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what good this would do for people, but. (laughs) It's it's awareness. I feel like porn makes one kind of vagina beautiful. And then other kinds of vaginas. People see it and they're like, oh. Yeah, I hear it all the time. I hear people talking about, oh, like yeah, like she look. It would just look like a roast beef sandwich, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Gay how men that's are her so vagina. misogynistic about vaginas. It's disgusting. I oh, hear yeah. it all the oh, time yeah. too, and it's just like the way that they describe them, and there's yeah. a certain type. But I guess it also comes down to the porn industry as well and what oh, you see. Yeah. But yeah, dicks are different. I can't guess, but I I figured me, what yours would look like. Looking at me, do you think I'm cut or uncut? Oh, okay. Oh, that's based another on thing my I aura think about. and personality. Okay, so. Oh my gosh, this is hard. Okay, you're not cut. Correct. Okay. And look at him. He's a messy bitch, of course. Absolutely not. I'm clean and cute as a woman. Yeah, I can see. And a lot of people are like, Tom, I knew as well, too. I looked at it and I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I pictured. Dick's like a sergeant. It's like very. It's very like, yeah, he's like, like, hello. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's got a deep voice and it like rings out. Yeah. Like the bells of Notre Dame. Wow. Yeah. He's dominant. He's fiery. Um, <laughs> I think we have to ask about Miss Pamela, and we should do some questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And by Pamela, I mean Pepper. Pepper. Uh, Pamela's in my trunk right now. True, true, oh. true. Get um, free Pamela. Hashtag free She's Pamela. not a my asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, I want to ask one more question, if okay. that's okay. Jesse, is that all right? He says it's okay. Um, <coughs> okay. <laughs> So, how does your boyfriend feel about you being a queer woman? Yeah. So, 
I asked him this when we first started seeing each other and I was very open about it. And I kind of thought about also, would he be the type of person that's like, oh, you kiss girls on the weekend when you're drunk? That's fine. I'm not threatened. But it's actually the opposite, which makes me also feel like I also respect that. Mm-hmm. Because for me, like another part of being bisexual is if you were to date a guy when you are dating a guy that they're like girls kiss each other that's hot and i would never be threatened if you hook up with a girl sure if you you have sex with a guy if you fuck a guy i'm breaking up with you it's like this should be looked at as just as equal i'm cheating on you with someone that i'm equally as interested in like i'm actually more likely to cheat on you with a woman at this point you know what i mean so like he looks at it in a way that's like in our relationship we're monogamous we're exclusive to each other i mean if something were to happen let's be vocal and communicate with each other but he looks at it as if you were to go out and flirt and kiss with a kiss a girl and you come home and tell me i'm not going to look at it as like oh, good for you girl like mm-hmm. bring her over let do it in front of me like he takes it very seriously which i respect because i want it like men not like take I need to note. Be, yeah men take note like not like i need to be validated as a bisexual woman but like i want it to be i want to be i want to feel respected and like for him not to just feel threatened if i'm you know mm-hmm. talking to a guy like you should just view it as equal the biphobia is so deep it is it like it's not a secret gay crush like it's 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 both it's yeah both. Like, it exists and it's so there's so much more to go i feel yeah. in society but that's really amazing yeah i just hope that if like i mean who knows what's <clears throat> in store and as far as like how society and how the community reacts and feels and thinks about bisexuality i think it's might always be something that's kind of like eh, you know what i mean which is sad i think so too right hopefully not hopefully Uh, hopefully but honestly it's one of the and and it's interesting for me because we're relating it back to this whole you brought up earlier about being half black and this whole like you're half Mm mm-hmm for me though thinking about someone who is half black depending on the individual they can choose how they want to identify but for the most part you are accepted in the black community 100 percent. there's mm-hmm. never a you're not black enough mm-hmm. sometimes i mean in the past it used to be like that there's a lot of history behind it where if you're rachel dolezal maybe <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> if you're her then maybe <laughs> but it's just like it's not the same way being bisexual it's not like oh you have a drop of queer in you come on you're you're yeah. just what it's not like that yeah yeah, yeah. it's got to change and it has to yeah, change yeah, yeah, yeah. but i just think that for for individuals whoever is listening or whoever is out there bisexual or whatever the case may be i just think it's about in within yourself feeling like you're enough and not being like what does the community say about me yeah. and how do they feel about me because i don't validate my range and level of bisexuality based on based on like uh rashida's not gay enough you know what i mean it's just how i feel about myself and i think that as long as that's how you operate you're good Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) cool amazing uh do you want to look over your right shoulder right now to this explain to us what we see okay off first glance this is a pepper explanation yeah first vibe i'm getting as well too so this is oh my gosh I don't want to diss her, but that hair, <laughs> the hair is trailer trash. <laughs> so she's like a trailer trash DJ. She got a cute little like, um, 
I would say like a hipster toque. Like she's giving me a whole bunch of vibes. Almost like she's going through identity crisis and she's not sure what the fuck is going on. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, sure, like, yeah. uh, like I'm just going to put this on together. But this is also me and how I feel coming into work sometimes. Like just disheveled and I don't know what day it is. Yeah, you don't say. What my purpose is. It might be hard to see, but her foot is also holding a massive bag of weed. Okay, so she's like 10 to 15 grams. No, I thought that was potpourri. I thought that was was potpourri too i didn't know that that was like her whole i thought i was just sitting on the counter but no like i mean i'm not hating on the vibe but this is like i it resonates with me as well too like just a mess all over the place we're going through things okay we're going through things <laughs> figuring it out yes but she's optimistic but look at her i was going to say but yeah. the, the the head is tilted the eyes looking up to the sky regardless of how she looks she feels confident in herself and she's sure about the the look that she's going for. Yeah. It's beautiful. She's on a journey. And she I think is you on captured that perfectly. Yeah. yeah. This is a ride. Rashida, we... Sorry. No, it's okay. This is one last thing. This is kind of like the dude wears my car hair. Yes. Like, very, like... Oh, I jerked off to that movie. Me too. Oh, Ashton Kutcher. Shut up. Yeah, when they kissed in the car, remember? You when did. Ashton Kutcher kissed Sean Williams. Scott, Are there moments in part... My this is taint, like... Exploded. Stop. Just like pulsated. This is a question for you guys. Are there like moments in movies that aren't supposed to be sexually arousing that you've watched and you're like, yes. other than that, obviously yes. there's that. Um, but Robin, what else? Robin from the original Bat- like Batman Forever. Uh, Batman Begins. Yeah. Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, every single scene with, uh, he's in it. Oh. Made me gayer and gayer today. <laughs> like, yeah. It literally, it Falling literally made down me gay rabbit hole. Yes, it made me who I am today. Good. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of undertones. There's and I some think that- shower because, like, I I've played sports my whole life, so there's some shower scenes in movies that I'm like, yeah. Did you ever jerk off to the Covenant? With um- excuse me. Oh, of course. I yes. went to see um, the Covenant with my then boyfriend, and, and you we left in the theater. No, we left and it was the best sex we ever had. Yeah. Oh so wow, hot. that's foreplay. Yeah. You were yeah. watching it. What's you're his just name? like getting Chase, up. Chase, Chase Crawford. Thank you, God. Oh and whoa, Taylor, from Taylor, Chase Crawford from Gossip Girl. Yeah. Taylor Kitsch. Oh, there's this you're whole day. Oh. <laughs> 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 I hear like black bear, black woman, Gossip Girl. Sorry, there's just certain things that. <laughs> well, I've told you, you're not allowed to hang out with. Gay whites anymore. <laughs> no. I'm tired of it. No, no one should be allowed to hang out with gay this whites. This is just an, a public service announcement. Yeah, <laughs> if I've you're told a you, gay I'm white man, yeah. is it just gay white men or who? I can't hang out with other. I'd prefer you not to hang out with other. Yeah, gay we cannot white be men. friends. Don't message me. I like, know. I have. Lose my number. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, I have enough. And every time I, like, I'm hanging out with my friends, I have some. Listen, I have a lot of jealousy. Hostility. Yeah, you're hostile about it. Like, it's very, like. Mm. Yeah. Your dick yeah. radiates with hostile energy. It's true, it does. It, it's Sargentian. Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay, um, we need to we need to lightning round this. Okay. This baby doll. What is your favorite swear word? Fuck. What's your favorite body part? Boobs. What's your favorite movie? Uh, oh my god, this is lightning round. Um <laughs> A Weekend with Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite mythical creature? Ooh, I'd say fire breathing, fire breathing dragons. Love it. What's your favorite noise? Uh. <laughs> Who's your celebrity crush? Oh, Rihanna. So typical. Yeah, Rihanna. <laughs> Who's your queer icon? Mm. Tom. Oh, Aww. what do you wish you knew more about? 
I wish I knew more about my personal family history. Yeah. What would your friends say is your best quality? Other than my boobs, I would say... (laughs) (laughs) I think... (laughs) My personality, like how open I am and how, yeah. That's what I would say. Oh, great. Like, I thought that, I was waiting for you to just get like bitchy, salty. I thought you were going to be like, bitch. Probably just your feet. Probably just. <laughs> <laughs> your pinky toe. Like, and then you smiled and I was like, oh, okay. Sorry, keep going. Lightning round, okay. <laughs> how often do you look at yourself in the mirror? Um, just joking. <laughs> what do you do? So, I, like, I literally looked over. What do you, what are you most grateful for? I would say how close and how amazing my my parents are to me. Yeah, my parents are amazing. What do you hate about straight culture? Oh my gosh. (laughs) How long do we have? Like, is this an essay type question? (laughs) I would just say ignorance to just anything. Just ignorance. I don't know. Like, that's it. What's your queer superpower? Guessing what vaginas look like. <laughs> What's your biggest queer fear? Um, my biggest queer fear. Hmm. Even though we were just talking about this whole like being ex- not worrying about being accepted and all this stuff too, I think that for me would be like my closest queer friends, eventually or somehow or randomly being like, "You're not authentic." I don't know, like authentically queer enough and we don't think we can't, I don't know, we don't support you or something like that. That would be really, like, that'd be a letdown. Mm-hmm. That'd be your loss. But same, that would be like a, that's a fear of mine. And what's your queer mantra? Yeah. As I said, so just be, like understand yourself first. Allow yourself to discover your queerness before anyone else dictates that for you that would be my career everyone mantra. rewind that listen to that rewind it again and then write it down. yeah yeah um, okay we like to end on a high note mm-hmm. um which that was but we're gonna do another one we have a little thing called the double rainbow which Sweet. is just basically like what's one thing that made you really happy in this past week um so you don't have to go first but we're gonna ask a double yeah. rainbow from all of us yeah Tom, do you have one yeah especially after your week what do you uh yeah, I talked on the phone with my friend Allie when I was driving my car home from work today, and I said this to her, and it stuck in my brain because I did mean it, but uh, grief and loss is, and pain is all around us, and mm. um, it it's in those times where I don't always, but I did this time, like take stock of what I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. And I did, I had to do that this week because it was my only way out. Mm -hmm. And I just, I have the best people in my life. I have the best friends and the best family. And I'm, I'm really fucking blessed. And so that, when you're, when you're stuck in a corner, it, it gets, it got me out really quick because I'm really, really lucky when it comes to, who I have in my life, including hmm. both of you and even Jesse. How dare you, Jesse? Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mean that. That's so sweet. Tom, that's really beautiful. That's so beautiful. I don't know. Um, mine is a bit more mundane, but I recently finished up my term slash year. <clears throat> excuse me, and today I had the time to 
do laundry and to clean and to do tiny mundane banal everyday tasks and it was so fucking fulfilling and I felt so happy just to not have something hanging over me and to be able to like think about anything while folding laundry Mm -hmm. it was like the best it was the best and I'm so happy for it yeah that's mine oh my goodness so again like this is literally touching on what Tom just said and I think that I there's always always um the way that I lead my life is like making sure that every, like all my experiences and the people I interact with there's something meaningful that comes out of it and this past week has definitely highlighted moments of just stepping back from the the moments of negativity and acknowledging what's around me um I also had instances in the past week or this past week where I felt very down on myself or just you know insecure about certain things but just in moments like that when you're feeling super down and out just highlighting those moments and highlighting those people and also too another thing too is addressing and speaking to those people I think sometimes I I I feel afraid of sounding too like corny or or like you know but Mm. I've expressing how I feel about my friends to them actually has just not even just changed the way that they feel, but I feel about, you know, the whole relationship. So yeah, love you. I love that. Cute, cute, cute. Um, one last <laughs> thing before we go, I would love for you to plug your handle so our listeners can find you. Yes. And also uh, anything else that you might want to plug. Yes. So you can follow me on instagram if you would like to it's at rashida simone i definitely don't hold back i just post whatever i share all my little antics i do want to take the time simone s-i-r-s-y-s-y-m-o-n-e rashida spelt like rashida jones so r-a-s-h-i-d-a yeah that's like the point but people whenever i tell people my name rashida jones i'm like yeah bitch Anyways, um, I want to take the pl- the time to plug a few very important people in my life just really quickly. So um, my really close friend, Justine, just finished wrapping up and editing the second season of her show, Mind Fudge. Um, they worked really hard on it, and it's going to be airing on CBC's Gem later this spring. Um, the series started off on Instagram. It's fucking hilarious. I didn't know that you knew. That's it's amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, again, like, they've been working super hard on it, and I'm so proud of her. So, again, if you want to follow her on Instagram, it's at Justine Nelson on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. You can follow the series and updates for behind the scenes and previews of episodes at um, Mind Fudge. Um, and I also, too, was just going to talk about my niece, Zakisha. I posted her on my story earlier this week. She had an amazing, uh, amazing interview with CBC talking about um, poetry, the art of healing. Um, and she's an MC, a poet, a poet, and um, she's just doing whatever she can to empower black youths in our community through art and through spoken words. So she's going to be having a live screening of her new music video that she shot in Jamaica. And that's going to be happening. But you can follow her on Instagram at Zakisha. So it's Z-A-K-I-S-H-A. Um, and then if you're looking for um, s- spaces in the city that are... Um, safe for you know people of color for anyone in the community for like queer friendly spaces there's parties that are happening at harlem underground that are hosted by my girl rebecca um and they're called cozy so that's going to be happening i think it's this weekend 420 um i 420 blaze it are you not oh i just mean this will come out 
Oh, I mean, but she, but yeah, she has cool. events yeah. happening. You can look up how it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can look up how it was and, and take it in. Um, and then lastly, sorry, last but not least, and I reached out to my friends before this because again, I have friends who also support that I'm on this podcast that are super interested in listening to it and, and looking out for it. So my friend, Michael Nyarko's beautiful black King, he is a creative in the city. So right now he's working on publishing a culture arts and fashion publication about uh, black people. <laughs> That's what he said is black people. It's entitled tone study. Um, and it's his, dream and his vision is um basically working and making work for beautiful things with and for beautiful people so you can follow tone study on instagram and keep an eye out for that publication and that's Rashida, that was it. amazing thank you thank you We're guys gonna go back and say all that at the beginning of this we will too. we'll also that, probably we write it down online oh yeah thank you so much to, yeah, yeah there's guide. there's a lot out there and i think that um again too for individuals who are interested it's just a matter of connecting, yeah. and I want to bring everyone t- together. Jesse was furiously typing through that. Perfect. So I feel like we're in oh, the money we're good. He's we like sitting it. in a yeah. seminar again, yeah. like back in school. He looks proud of himself now, keep, so we're good. Keep up, honey. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rashida. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been <sighs> amazing. An this has pleasure. been so much fun. Please come back. Yes, please come back. And congrats yeah. again on finishing exam. Congrats to you. This was thank nice. You. I'm like all heated up. Like there's like sweat in my titties. Feeling your titties. I know. Some cleave. This Sweats. is fun. Like please. Have you back again? I would love to anytime. Absolutely. Okay, bye. Bye, bye bitch. Bye, bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jesse, stop it. Do you queer? 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 Do you queer?